Chapter 12 of Travel Stories Retold from St. Nicholas by Various. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 12 Foreign Fire Brigades by Charles T. Hill. One summer, while in Switzerland, I asked a prominent merchant of Lausanne when his town had had its last serious fire. Not in three years, he replied. I was moved to ask this question because I had found the fire apparatus in padlocked barns or stations with the keys in the hands of the police who attended to the firefighting, and this seemed, as compared to the remarkably quick methods employed in America, a somewhat dangerous form of fire protection. Lausanne is a town of about 50,000 population, and I wondered how many American cities of a like size could boast of only one serious fire in three years. Not many, I imagine. In Lucerne, a smaller city of Switzerland of about 40,000 population, the conditions were practically the same, with the exception that each stable containing the fire apparatus had a notice posted on the door stating that the keys could be found in the neighboring hotels and drug shops, and the citizens were expected to take out the engines in the event of a fire, while the firemen, volunteers, came on call, the alarm being sounded on all the church bells. Lucerne is a well-known tourist center, heavily populated during the summer months, and has many large shops filled with very inflammable material, and a great many very old buildings, and yet this place has had only two fires of any size within two years. While I was attending the morning drill of the central fire station at Dresden in Saxony, the captain in command told me that the city had, on an average, about six alarms of fire a week. I casually remarked that we had twenty-five a day in New York. He looked at me with wonderment and doubt, and when I repeated that we actually had between twenty and thirty alarms of fire a day in the borough of Manhattan alone, he threw up his hands and exclaimed, Thank heaven it is not as bad as that here, or our beautiful city would be destroyed. And so we find, thanks to superior building construction, less hurry and rush in business methods, and a wholesome regard on the part of the citizens for certain rigid laws covering the use of explosives and materials of all kinds which usually cause fire, the lot of the foreign firefighter is not as strenuous as that of his brother firemen on this side of the water. Because of the excellent character of the buildings abroad, fires burn slowly and rarely extend beyond the room or floor in which they start. Here, on the other hand, the conditions are entirely different. Our fires are larger, more destructive, and more frequent, compelling us to support not only the most effective, but most expensive fire departments in the world. And yet, in spite of all this, our annual fire losses are from 10 to 20 times more than those of any country in Europe. Better building laws and the universal adoption of fire prevention ordinances are going to change all this for us in time, but as yet our annual fire loss stuns the average European by its enormous total. 
in london the fire department comes under the supervision of the city authorities the london county council looking after the administration of the metropolitan fire brigade as it is called and this brigade in management and routine work is not unlike many large american fire departments though the apparatus used is radically different a naval officer has always been chief of the london fire brigade and the firemen are usually recruited from the marine service a time-honored custom giving preference to men who have been at least five years at sea it is argued that the work of a fireman is of a nature more readily performed by a sailor who is not only accustomed to danger and exposure of all kinds but is trained to climbing and working in perilous positions these new men after passing a severe physical examination before a medical board are put through three months careful schooling at fire headquarters where they are not only taught how to handle every tool and implement used in the brigade but become skilled in life-saving work the fire stations in london are much larger than the engine houses found in american cities and some of the newer buildings in appearance are not unlike some of our better class apartment houses indeed this is practically what they are a kind of apartment house or barracks for the men and their families as well as a station for the apparatus and the horses and here the firemen live occupying little apartments of from three to five rooms according to their rank and position they are therefore in the houses and on duty at all times with the exception of one day's leave of absence in every fifteen enough firemen are found in each london fire station to make up three of our fire companies but only one-third of these men are in service or on call duty at a time the rest being held in reserve to answer any other alarms which might come in or to reinforce the first detachment leaving the house should their call prove to be a bad fire and the men of each squad or detachment on call duty are supposed to be fully dressed when an alarm comes in and have only to adjust their helmets which hang in long rows on the walls of the apparatus floor before jumping on the engines and no exception is made to this rule even with the men on the last or night tour from nine p m until seven a m this accounts for the pictures we sometimes see showing the english firemen seated along the sides of their engines in military fashion fully uniformed in some of the stations the london fire brigade still clings to the rather old-fashioned custom of keeping the horses standing in harness in stables at the rear to be led out to the apparatus by hand in event of a call and this makes their turnout in answer to an alarm appear to us to be peculiarly slow one accustomed as we are to the remarkably quick methods employed in our fire departments but several of the newer houses built within the last few years are supplied with many ingenious american time-saving devices sliding poles swinging harnesses etc while the horses are kept in box stalls on the apparatus floor in convenient running distance of the engines all of which has considerably reduced the time consumed in turning out to an alarm 
the english fire engine is a small affair much smaller than our steam fire engines having about one-half the pumping capacity of the american engines and nearly every one in london is a combined engine and hose wagon the hose being carried in a box-like compartment on each side of the machine just back of the driver's seat this hose box serves as a convenient place for the fireman to sit while riding to the fire Quite a number of automobile fire engines are in service in the London Brigade, big business-like looking machines, about as large as some of our motor engines, and capable of great speed while answering an alarm. As a contrast to this up-to-date equipment, a number of manuals or hand engines are in use, which ought to have been sent to the scrap heap years ago in the way of ladder trucks they are very well supplied in london for in addition to several horse ladder escapes as they are called a fairly long extension ladder carried on a horse-drawn truck and which can be detached from this truck and pushed close to a building they have a great many hand-pushed ladder escapes a shorter extension ladder of the same type and pushed by hand scattered throughout the city housed in substations in the principal squares and more important thoroughfares and intended for emergency use only until the regular apparatus arrives they have also a few aerial ladder trucks carrying a very long extension ladder which can be raised by means of an ingenious little engine using carbonic acid gas for its motive power to a height of eighty feet or more but aside from use as a kind of water tower at large fires, these aerial ladders are rarely extended to their full extent, for the houses are nearly all of a uniform height, not over five or six floors, and the ordinary extension ladder is sufficiently long to reach the upper parts of these buildings. The fire alarm boxes, or alarm points as they are known, are found at convenient corners throughout London and consist of an iron post about as high as an ordinary hitching post with a little round metal box at the top containing a glass door. You break the glass in this door, pull the little handle or knob inside, and thus send in a fire call to four or five of the nearest fire stations. In all American cities, when a fire alarm box is pulled, the alarm is transmitted direct to a central bureau, usually at fire headquarters, and is then retransmitted, either automatically or by hand, to the engine houses. But in London, and in every other European city, each fire station has its own alarm bureau, in charge of an officer and several operators, these stations receiving only the alarms from the boxes in the immediate neighborhood. All the stations, however, are connected with each other and with a central bureau or headquarters by both telegraph and telephone. London has something like 4,000 fires annually and spends about $1,250,000 every year to support her fire brigade. It is estimated that the city of New York, comprising the boroughs of Manhattan, Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens, and Richmond, and with about the same population as London proper, has 12,500 fires annually and spends something over $7,500,000 to support her fire department.
in paris the fire brigade comes under the jurisdiction of the department of war and it is part of the french army that attends to the firefighting in this famous city two battalions of infantry known as the regiment des sapeurs pompiers look after this important work and although this brigade is recruited drilled and commanded by various regimental officers from a colonel down to a lieutenant and belongs to the war department it comes under the direct control of the prefect of police the chief of police who is the actual head of the paris fire brigade these stations or as they are well named cassins barracks are big structures filled with many firemen on an average about a hundred and forty men in every building and each station is equipped with numerous pieces of fire apparatus and all are provided with a large inner court or drill yard in which the men go through military evolutions twice a day and where the new men who are coming into the brigade continually are taught how to handle all the various appliances used in firefighting here also the men are put through a series of calisthenic exercises two or three times a week which if introduced into the american fire department would drive every man out of the service so vigorous are these stunts in acrobatic fashion the paris firemen are compelled to climb ropes jump hurdles balance themselves in mid-air on frail wooden supports perform on horizontal bars execute a kind of setting up drill en masse and last but not least climb up one of the walls of the courtyard holding on by their fingertips and the edges of their boots to little crevices in the walls and falling if they should slip into a pile of sand at the bottom in addition to all this they have the regulation hose ladder and life-saving drills of all other fire departments the paris fire stations are thoroughly up-to-date in equipment for we find them fitted with sliding poles swinging harnesses horses kept in box stalls within a pole's length of the harness automatic door openers and virtually every quick hitching device for which american fire departments are noted and in addition to steam fire engines aerial ladder trucks and hose wagons the latter very much of the same type as those used in this country there are a great many automobile fire engines in service and quite a few of the cassins or stations are equipped entirely with motor-driven apparatus there are also several electric fire engines in use practical-looking affairs carrying a large square tank containing four hundred gallons of water which is given the necessary pressure to reach the top of any of the buildings by means of an ingenious set of electric pumps placed at the back of the tank as it only requires a few men to handle this engine and the mere throwing over of a lever to get it under way it is used at many small fires and is sometimes the first and only piece of apparatus to leave a station in answer to an alarm for there is no regular assignment of engines and ladder trucks sent to the alarm boxes in paris as is the case in our cities and the operation of their fire alarm system differs from that of any other city in the world the fire station boxes are large ornate looking affairs placed on the corners of the principal boulevards and streets and in the public squares and directions on the outside of these boxes 
inform you that in addition to breaking the glass door which automatically transmits the number of the box to the nearest fire station you must also use the telephone inside and give a description of the fire its character size and location street number if possible and it is necessary to go through all this proceeding before the sending of an alarm is considered complete this alarm is received in the alarm or watch room of the nearest fire station there an operator picks up a telephone receiver and listens for your description of the fire and he decides according to the message received the number of pieces and character of the apparatus which is to answer the alarm for example, if it is only a small fire, a window curtain or a chimney, he simply orders out one piece of apparatus, an electric engine, such as was described above, or perhaps a fourron, a sort of hose wagon carrying a squad of men, short ladders, hose and tools and appliances of all kinds. If, on the other hand, the call comes from a factory or a tenement district where rescue work may be expected, he then sends two wagon loads of men and the grande échelle, aerial ladder truck, and if the fire appears dangerous from the telephone description, another ladder truck and a steam fire engine or a motor engine. But the engines are rarely used in Paris, as the water pressure throughout the city is very fine, sufficient to reach the top of the average building, and the steamers are only sent out as a precaution, and are seldom put to work. The fire hydrants in Paris, as in every other city in Europe, are of the flush or sunken character, instead of the post hydrants used in our cities, and are found in depressed basins in the sidewalk near the curb protected with iron covers, and the location of these hydrants is carefully indicated by metal signs on the walls of the buildings nearby, which not only point out the exact position of each hydrant, but tell the amount of water pressure to be found at that outlet, a feature that our firemen would welcome. All gas or electricity entering any building in Paris comes partially under the control of the fire brigade, and the firemen carry keys on every piece of apparatus, which enables them to open a small metal plate, always found at a certain spot in the sidewalks, and thus cut off either the gas or electric service from the building immediately on their arrival at a fire. But in addition to this, very sensible supervision of the gas and electric service by the fire brigade, the Paris firemen have the added protection in their work of a very effective type of smoke helmet, a device which is also used largely by the fire brigades of Berlin, Dresden, Vienna, Milan, and several other cities in Europe. This is a metal helmet fastening securely around the neck of the fireman wearing it and connected by means of an endless hose pipe with a portable air pump kept out in the street and in charge of a fellow fireman who controls the amount of fresh air reaching the headpiece. It is claimed that, protected with this device, a fireman can enter a heavily smoke-charged building and work for quite a while in comparative comfort. We carry a smoke helmet on nearly all the fire apparatus in this country, somewhat similar to the European appliance, but without the independent air pump attachment. It is rarely used, however, as our firemen claim that it is unreliable and hampers rather than aids them in their work. 
but among the foreign firemen the smoke helmet is considered a valuable protection and is used frequently among other interesting appliances which the paris firemen have found of great assistance to them in their work there may be mentioned a portable electric searchlight carried like an ordinary hand lantern fitted with a powerful storage battery and producing a very intense and of course a thoroughly safe light it is used largely for night work or in dark smoky cellars also a large hand-carried electric fan which can be operated by hydraulic power as well as electricity using the pressure from the street hydrants for this purpose and this fan has been found useful for clearing rooms or hallways of heavy smoke or poisonous vapors paris with a population of two million seven hundred and fifty thousand souls has about eighteen hundred fires every year and spends annually five hundred and seventy five thousand dollars to support her fire brigade an organization of some eighteen hundred men which can be turned into the field as two battalions of infantry at short notice therefore this expenditure might be said to provide two kinds of protection military as well as civic but splendid building laws and equally excellent laws covering the use and storage of explosives and inflammable materials of all kinds have made the work of her firemen a comparatively easy one and the large fire is of such rare occurrence in this famous city that the french pompier using methods which appear very amusing to american visitors is enabled to make a most satisfactory yearly showing to his minister of war in berlin and in virtually every other german city the fire brigade is managed upon almost the same general plan as the brigades found in london and paris and the apparatus in nearly every instance of german manufacture is very similar to that used by the english and french firemen the men are all husky fellows well drilled and military in appearance and the majority are ex-soldiers as preference is given to men who have seen army service in recruiting new members for the brigade the fire stations are usually very large sometimes occupying as much space as would be covered by an entire block in an american city and nearly all of the stations are built in rectangular form with a spacious inner court or drill yard in the middle on one side of this yard will be found the engines ladder trucks etc housed in individual compartments or barns and on the other the stables for the horses while the upper part of the building on both sides is occupied as dormitories or lounging rooms for the men and quarters for the officers every station has its own fire alarm bureau or watch room looked after by an officer and two or three operators the turnout in answer to an alarm in a german fire station is very similar to an artillery drill and is performed in the same stiff almost automatic manner for the brigades are conducted on strict military lines the men in these stations are divided into little squads each commanded by a petty officer or oberfeuerwehrmann as he is called and each squad placed in charge of a separate piece of apparatus when an alarm strikes in the watch-room a bell is started ringing in the quarters of the men which sends them clattering down the long flight of stairs in their heavy leather boots while they hastily adjust coats belts and helmets 
reaching the yard each squad breaks up into two detachments two men the driver and his aide running to the stable for the horses the rest for their respective pieces of apparatus the doors of the apparatus barns are thrown open and the engines ladder trucks and wagons are found standing there with poles detached the latter lying on the floor directly under each machine at a command given by the petty officer the pole is lifted up shoved back in its socket and the kingpin dropped into place the men then jump back to the wheels at each side and at another command the apparatus is pushed out into the yard by this time the horses fully harnessed have been brought over from the stables by the other two men and are backed into position beside the pole the traces and pole straps are locked and at another command from the petty officer the driver and the rest of the men jump into their places on top of the apparatus and salute the brandmeister or commanding officer of the station this official leisurely getting into a six-seated wagon with his associate officers then gives the order to go and headed by the wagon containing the chief and his aides the procession dashes out through the arched driveway into the main thoroughfare thus completing an exhibition which when witnessed by americans usually provokes a laugh and when i add that upon the receipt of an alarm in the watch-room the location of the box is written down on a large yellow paper blank bearing the word foyer at its top that this blank is folded carefully and sent down to the apparatus floor by means of a small hand lift or elevator that it is taken therefrom by the commanding officer and read deliberately before he steps into his feuerwagen it will be seen that the german believes in attending to everything even a call as urgent as an alarm of fire in a thoroughly official and dignified manner but in berlin much of this military detail and pomp has been done away with and aided by swinging harness and many other quick hitching devices the firemen make a more rapid exit in answer to a call and once in the streets they cover the ground at great speed for the engines are light and the horses splendid and every one even the kaiser himself gives a clear field to the feuerwehr it costs the berliners with not quite the population of paris four hundred and eighty five thousand dollars a year to maintain their excellent fire brigade excellent because the fire loss in this royal city is hardly more than a fifth of that in new york but much of this remarkably low loss in the german capital is due to the careful work of the brigade in preventing any damage to property other than that caused by the actual extinguishment of the fire as an example of the conscientious way in which the berlin firemen attend to their labors it may be explained that at fires in the residential district where it is found possible to confine the fire to some one room tarpaulins or waterproof covers are spread over the stairs and through the halls before the hose is brought into the house and no windows are broken unless absolutely necessary when our buildings are all as excellent as theirs and our citizens are all working as harmoniously together to prevent fire we may find it safe to adopt some of the deliberate and careful methods of the german firemen End of chapter 12